everybody, welcome to Film Buffing Up, the only AFI watchcast that probably exists ten years after it was relevant. I am Mike, and as always, I'm with my fellow filthy casual film goer, Jen. Just stop calling me filthy. Okay, That's all I have. unwashed film goer. That's just not even cool. <laughs> as we go through AFI's top hundred films of the century and see where they stack up on our personal list. This is 88? Uh, <laughs> We're prepared. Yes? We're very prepared for yeah, this. Yeah, no, I think it's 88. I think we. I think it is. I think it's 88. We well, I was, I was waiting for you to pause because I always wait for sentences to end before I interrupt because I had something to say about the AFI's top 100. Oh, go ahead. Whatever. Go ahead. Uh, it is 88, by the way. Uh, so here's here's what I think. So the original list was made in 1997. Correct. And in 2007, they did a 10-year anniversary. So I believe, believe that they didn't do a 20th anniversary because they're going to do a 25th yes, anniversary. Or they're starting to prep their next century. Or alternatively, they're starting to prep the next so century. Join us in uh, 2105... Where we will do, <laughs> we're, uh, we'll do it in uh, 2097. We'll do our, from right, straight from the retirement home. God uh, willing, I'll be dead by then. <laughs> we'll do the the uh, the list that includes Transformers. Yeah. Well, and... so like, do you do you not agree? You don't think they're going to do another updated I one in 2025? Done. You think they're? You I don't think. So you think it's because they said it was AFI's top 100 of the century, Correct. not AFI's top 100 of all time? Yeah. Even though th- when they updated it in 2007, they allowed movies to go in that weren't out when the list was made in 97? Yeah. Because there were movies that came out since then that I believe Yeah, I mean, it's weird, too, because there are there is at it. least one that is a 2001 film, I think. I think this Lord of the Rings is on there. I don't know if there anything... is a Lord of the Rings on there. I just don't remember which. Like, I would guess technically it was probably in production before 2000. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it was like a long running movie production mm-hmm. time. But um, I thought the idea was that it's going to be 100 years from 1900 to 2000. So, like, that, that is what they tried to sell it as when they said it was. 100 years 100 movies yeah so so doing it a 25th year anniversary would be kind of weird because it'd be like well okay here's well the 10 1925 well, to hey, 2025 well hey the 10 year anniversary was weird too yeah so, but, but also like it's will. not it's not like a lot will be removed if they say to do 1925 to 2025 no i mean we have to look at the list to know for sure but i think I like mean, they, they could do like a yeah, quarter century update here's the weirdness but, like that's all i'm yeah. saying here, let's look. Let's look at different things. But that's cool. It'd be kind of neat. Um, this one is almost a hundred years old. Uh, don't say that. It's, Does that make it feel bad? It's not twenty thirty eight. It's not. This is from nineteen thirty eight. It's almost twenty years old. It's all, It's definitely twenty years. Old. Okay, I mean, it's almost a hundred years old. It's definitely twenty years old. Um, so, um, okay. So here's what I remember of this mm-hmm. classic movie. Classics. I believe it's a black and white. Okay. Which makes sense. So. It is Catherine Hepburn, mm-hmm. not Audrey. When, when did uh... It is Cary Grant, not Rock Hudson. Right. When, when did, uh... And there is a live 
big cat. I just don't remember what kind of big cat, mm-hmm. but there is a big cat. Joe Exotic story. And, 100 years in the making. And um, so the, I don't remember anything about the story except that like Catherine Hepburn is like rich or something and treats it mm-hmm. like it's perfectly normal. No. And I think Harry Grant is like works in a museum or Have something like that. that like he's an up, he's kind of like uptight. Yeah. I mentioned that in my youth, I just watched AMC and TCM all day. I believe okay. I've seen it. So I'm going in completely cold. Like I have never, like I do not watch older films really. Mm-hmm. So you had that experience of watching garbage in your youth. Shut up. <laughs> watching Pillow Talk in, on repeat. Stop talking shit about Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk is a wonderful movie. <laughs> but I, I have not really experienced Listen, everybody that. at home, if you've not seen Pillow Talk, okay, it's a wonderful movie. Okay. It's got Doris Day and Rock Hudson. And you know how we said things about, like, back in the day, mm-hmm. there would be, like, sweetheart couples yeah. that, like, like, not like they're actually sweethearts, because I'm fairly certain Rock Hudson was gay. Yeah. Um, but, like, they'll be in many romance movies together rom-com movies together and that one was so good not only was it so good but the weird random movie that they made with renee zellweger and ewan mcgregor that is i mean it's not that it is based off of it but it just like pulls heavily from that movie's Mm -hmm. hijinks uh that movie's called down with love also fucking amazing all right well uh, so anyway, Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant, apparently Mr. Ruggles is also in this. Um, Catherine Hepburn is a classic beauty, but I believe that she may have been a catty bitch. Cool. In real life. In real life. Like, I mean, I'm under the impression she's one of those ones that they're like, she's a horrible actress. You should never make a movie with her. Which is like all of the actresses of that time, yeah. so... Well, we'll see how the relationship of them play out. Um, I don't really have any ex- expectations going in, so we'll see where it stacks up. Well, I mean, it's got to be good enough that they put it on the best 100 movies of the 100 Does years. Does it have to be? Does it have to be good well, enough? Well, like, so my question is, who chose what went on to this list? Because there were many movies... At that time period that haven't gotten on this list. So what was so special about like Yankee Doodle Dandy and Swing Time? Why why did these get put on this list? I don't know. You will we'll, you'd have to talk to someone in the American Film Institute to find out. I just but, whatever. All right. Well, we will your see you guys on the flip. Let's go ahead and watch. Catch you on the flip. Like cash outside. We can catch. catch. How about that? How about that? See you on the flip side. See you. Catch you. Catch you. Catch you. Catch you. Catch you. Catch you. Oh, you blew that up. There you go. Yeah, dude, I'm sorry. Let me do that again. No. I blew that out. That, that was, was fine. That was blown out. Did you see it? <laughs> I, I, I saw it. Okay. And we're back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. 
We watched a movie. We watched a movie. It was um, madcap and frenzied and a comedy of errors. I kind of liked it. See, that's good. I I bet you didn't expect that. Everyone expects the traditional Mike hates everything. I'm going to put everything poorly on the list except for Blade Runner. No, it's not that Mike hates everything. It's that Mike hates everything that's good. Ooh, that might be true. Um, This was enjoyable. This was a lot of fun. Um, why don't we go through the basics? There's not a lot to the story. It's a very, like... Yeah, okay, so Cary Grant is not a zoologist. <laughs> no. I would have said he was a paleontologist, paleontologist. maybe. He's definitely, like, a museum keeper. He He's, is, like, in he, charge of that. He is at a museum, and he is putting together a dinosaur, and he is trying to get money for <laughs> his museum from this lady. And he has an appointment. We're going to start with that. Also, we're going to start with the fact that we start in New York. Mm-hmm. Yay, another movie in New another York. Another movie in New York. Um, he, so he goes out golfing. Or only gets one movie in his entire list, That's I bet. probably true. Unless the Philadelphia story's on here with uh, them, too. I don't remember. Um, so he goes to this golf course to meet up with Mr. Peabody. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where Catherine Hepburn comes in and where it becomes a comedy of errors. Mm-hmm. In that first interaction she takes his golf ball to finish her game and he like is chasing after her and then her game is finished so she gets in a car to drive away but not her car she's got this very like free-spirited like Phoebe-esque thing Well, it's because she's an heiress. She has money, so she doesn't, she doesn't need care. to care. Right, and she just kind of floats through life doing whatever she wants. Yeah, and like, so he ends up, I, I think you, he ends up riding the sideboard of the car yeah, away, so you, like... I was going to say, you'd think that this movie would be about her learning. Yeah, no, 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 but she it's really learns nothing. Oh. <laughs> no, she... Which is, I kind of like it She is still a free spirit at the yeah. end who destroys things. Uh, because like, she... She didn't necessarily destroy his car, but she she did pretty fuck up the bumper. And she's yeah. like, oh, it's fine. I have insurance. And he's like, I don't care if you have insurance. That's my car you just messed up. Right. Um, so that's their first interaction. Their second interaction, he's trying to meet up with Mr. Peabody again. And trying to get this money for the... Trying to get yep. this money for the museum. He's also engaged. He's going to be he, married okay, like, that day. So he is engaged to be married the next day. But, like, the conversation he has with his fiance, the, the she's just, like, talking about his professional life. It's definitely and being a bad like, Yeah, because he's yeah. like, we're going to go on this place to the honeymoon. And she goes, no, it's, no, we're not going to have a honeymoon. It's very apropos for the type of weird, not rom-coms, because it's not really a romantic comedy at not all. Not really. Um, but, like, like a swing time was. Yeah. Right? But well, this I is mean, more of, like, a slapdash kind of... This is it. It's kind of like slapstick, it's, uh, it physical humor. It kind of reminds humor. me of The Hangover. Like, it's a very, like, stoner, proto-stoner comedy movie uh, of, like, kind of irreparable characters getting into really stupid situations because of their stupidity. Okay, only one character is irreparably stupid. It's true, but the other one kind of is irreparably cucked in the situation and just yeah. kind of follows along, yeah, right? It's pretty great. So like so like she is a dimwit and just flies through night caught because everything just kind of works out in the end for her. Yeah. Um, well, cuz she's rich. 
because she's rich and she somehow is able to kind of talk her way out of things. Yeah. So accidentally. Yeah. So um, she completely messes up his second meeting with Mr. Peabody, and then offers to take him to. was it Boopy? She calls him Boopy. Mm-hmm. She takes him to Boopy's house, like in the middle of yeah. the night. She also manages to steal someone's like purse. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm like, I'm yes, <laughs> yes. It, so I was gonna say we don't need to cover that, but we no. do because that is a recurring character. Yeah, and she's also but, a recurring trait of kind of being a klepto. Yeah, so at, so I'm I'm going through at the moment the of the events. Yeah. Okay. So the bare bones events is he's meeting with Mr. Peabody to try and get the million dollars from Mrs. Random. Um, Susan has completely, completely destroyed his image mm-hmm. with Mr. Peabody. And she's like, oh, well, we'll fix it. Come come, come with me to my aunt's Come to the cottage house. in Connecticut, I think, right? Yeah. So yeah. they drive up to Connecticut. Um, and, like, on the... Right before the drive up there is when the... I keep saying tiger or panther, and it's neither a tiger nor a panther. What is it? It's a leopard. It's a leopard. Um, she has a leopard. It just shows up. And she doesn't know why it shows up except that her brother gave it to her and it's tame. So there's a leopard in the backseat of the car for the drive up to Connecticut. Also, as an aside, can we talk about how great of a technical accomplishment this dumb fucking movie is in 1938. Not until like, I get through the synopsises. Okay, we're sorry. doing the synopsis and then we will get back to how amazingly wonderful this technical greatness is of this movie. Because it is. There is a live leopard in this movie. Yeah. Two. Two. Yeah. Because, well, actually, it's not two. They are both Nissa the leopard, but they did something with makeup to make Nissa look different, different. when she was the... Um, Aggressive leopard. That's interesting because I actually thought they were they looked totally different. So good no, job the, on them. Well, I mean. yeah. So I said like the the wiki or not the wiki. The IMDb trivia says that both leopards are played by Nissa the mm-hmm. leopard. Um, synopsis: Driving up to Connecticut. That's when she steals the car from the same people mm-hmm. that she previously stole the purse from. Uh, gets to this house in Connecticut, and um. There was a car crash on the way there that they got covered in chicken feathers. So she she shoves Cary Grant into the shower and then gives his clothing to the housekeeper to take into town so that when he comes out of the bathroom, he doesn't have any clothing. Uh, Sounds kind of like a setup for, like, date rape, but, I mean, that wasn't really a thing. Um... Oh, I'm missing out on the point that she kind of thinks he's in love with her, is why she's dragging him around. Um, And then her aunt shows up, and on introducing him on his first meeting with the aunt, he comes off as a maniac. And then she also implies that he's had a nervous breakdown, um, which is, you know, great. And then... A little bit later, he finds out that the aunt is the Mrs. Random that he's trying to get the $1 million from. And then, let's see, the dog steals the really expensive bone that it took three years to get and buries it somewhere. So there's comedy of them following this dog around, digging up everywhere he goes. Um, The aunt invited a man over who was a big game hunter Mm -hmm. because Susan said that Cary Grant was a big game hunter. Because he told her under no circumstances could she tell her aunt his name. So she made up another name for him and a profession and then didn't tell him. So that when he gets introduced to the guy who was brought to dinner to help 
keep him in the conversation. He has no idea what's going on. And during dinner, he keeps, like, getting up and running outside to chase after the dog because he thinks that he'll maybe find his expensive-ass bone. Uh, Baby, which is the name of the leopard, gets loose. Then they go out and start hunting Baby. And then there's another leopard from a carnival that is being taken to be put down so that when they're out and about hunting for their leopard, when they see a leopard in a cage in a truck... Uh, They believe that it was animal control catching theirs, so they open the gate and let it out. So now there's two leopards on the loose, but nobody knows that. Um, They end up at the house of the people who they have stolen a purse and a car from and are trying to serenade Baby off the roof because the tame leopard apparently likes music and that's mm-hmm. how you can like get like lead her places um and this man also happens to be a psychiatrist which was the first time you were introduced mm-hmm. this was a thing you knew about him uh so they come out and think that she's insane and call the county jail yep, well, the, the constable, constable who already had a run-in who yeah. already had a run-in with them um and they grab Carrie Grant who's like looking in the window being like oh what's going on with her so then her and Carrie Grant end up down in the jail and then there is this huge slapstick comedy that ends up with um, everyone from her aunt's house locked in a jail cell yep. and the constable going crazy like every time someone comes up is like I'm looking for it. don't tell me it's a leopard well yes I'm looking for a leopard yeah. until the leopard actually gets there both leopards. Both leopards get there. This is true. Um, and the weird dog. And the weird dog who was definitely barks fighting for his life. Way too much with that. <laughs> fighting for his life with the angry leopard, chasing the domestic leopard all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, he he goes back to his museum because he found out that like when Mister Peabody and Aunt. Elizabeth, who is Mrs. Random, both see Cary Grant, and they find out that Cary Grant, who's been introduced as Mr. Bones to the aunt, but is actually Mr. Huxley, and they find out that it is, and she's like, oh, wait, this is the man you want me to give a million dollars to? And Mr. Peabody was like, ah, that's when I read read his proposal, but then I met him. No, definitely don't give him the money. So he goes back to the museum, all downtrodden, and then his fiancée left him, which, I mean, it wasn't going to be a good way, no. marriage, so it was fine. Um, and Catherine Hepburn shows up again with the bone because she followed the dog until he actually led her back to the bone. And the movie ends with them destroying a brontosaurus skeleton that he had been putting together for three years. Yep. And he's just like, oh, what would I do without you? So she is still just as fucked up as ever. Yeah, she learns nothing. Like, she was literally, she was at the top of... A what, like twenty foot ladder, Dancing just on it. rocking it back and forth. Yeah. It's so something. It's very bizarre. Like the character interactions are definitely very bizarre. The character interactions um, are very bizarre, but funny. Yes, yeah. Like they're great. They're great. Like the the hilarious thing, like Stooges esque, like Stooge esque. Yeah. I was gonna say the hilarious one in the jail being that when she was like, "Oh, just call my aunt," mm-hmm. and they call the aunt's house, and they're like, "Do you have a niece named Susan?" And she's like, uh, "Yeah." And they're like, "Well, there's a woman here at the jail who says she's your niece," and she's like, "Of course she's not my niece. My niece would be in bed at this hour." 
And she did say would be in bed. Yeah. Not my niece is in bed, but like she said, my niece would be in bed. And they hang up and the constable comes back and, and she's like, did you call my aunt? And he's like, no, let's be clear. You obviously don't have an yeah. aunt. I called the woman you told me to call the, and she said her niece was in bed. The, the whole the whole jail <laughs> sequence is great. Like the, at one point, uh, Cary Grant gets out of the jail yeah. cell because it's just the, the they didn't schmuck lock didn't lock in. it. And like he walks in, he walks the constable, the constable back in to talk to him in private. Like it's just it's real stupid and just real like 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 there's not a lot of slapstick really. It's not like um a Three Stooges episode where like they're, they're hitting each other and they're, you know that kind well, of thing. No, like okay, there's a little bit. There is not, a little bit. I was gonna say like there there is some of it is physical humor. Yeah. Like the at at the dinner where yeah. his jacket ripped straight up to his shoulder blades and her dress the whole back disappeared. Yes. Yeah, there's definitely some it. element of that or like don't jumping into the water by accident. And really, yeah. Oh, it's just shallow. Yeah, it's shallow. Um, it's fine. Yeah, but it just, for some reason, I remember a whole time watching it, I was like, this is 1938 hangover. Anyways, Like, it just needed Zach Galifianakis just, in no, there. No, no Galifianakis. And it was Never. basically that movie. It's, it's a bunch of morons doing bad moron things and not really learning. No, it's not a bunch of morons. It's one moron. Yeah, she and she's them. not even actually a moron. It's just because she's rich and everything always works he's, out, so she doesn't understand that there are consequences he, to her he's actions. He's a moron. Okay, sorry. How about this? A bunch of geeks. He's in love. They're, they're a bunch of he's geeks. Not, he's not even in love at he's the not beginning, even love. so I don't even know why. He's not even in love with her. Or the other girl. Well, no, no, no. He he says there's something drawing me to you. I don't even like you, and I can't help mm. myself. <laughs> it's it's like a love hate. Like yeah. A little, like oh, a, it's a, it's a it's a good story. Um, it's fun. It's now, a lot of fun. Now you can talk about your technology. Oh, well, I was Ooh, saying like technology. the stuff that's really cool is that they had to obviously not have the tame lion or our tame. Um, Leopard. Leopard. I was about to go through like every other cat. Yeah, so uh, that I keep being like tiger, the, lion, cheetah. The theme no. leopard, leopard is tame, but you had said that they had it. Yeah, incident. so apparently um, one of the first scenes they filmed had uh, Catherine Hepburn mm-hmm. with Nissa the leopard, and the dress that Miss Hepburn was wearing had like little bits of metal mm-hmm. on it so that it would like swish right when she was walking. And this is during one of the parts where they're just like loose in the apartment. Yeah. And apparently as she stood up to turn around, the Pepper. leopard like went to attack her and the trainer had a whip and like caught the leopard. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know it's slight cruelty to animals, mm-hmm. but like at a, like that's what can you do? Uh, only like his quick thinking in the whip managed to make sure that Miss Hepburn didn't get like fucked up. Right. Um, so after that, there's they're not actually at any point close enough to touch and the live leopard. And that scene still is in it. But I guess probably maybe one of the earlier takes. Maybe on one of the earlier because takes. she is like petting the cat. Yeah. Um, and then like when the when the cat's walking around loose, uh, anytime you see the cat and the actor in the same. Like, like they did the. It, she was kind of like walking across Cary Grant's feet and playing mm-hmm. with his feet. The person whose feet it was was not Cary Grant, right? I mean, and, that, and that's obvious. Like, there are like obvious shots of like stunt people and stuff. Yeah. But there's like some really smart shots. Like, there's a moment where he goes into the bathroom where the cat's at, and it's in a position where the camera is lined up to the back of the cat and to the front of Cary Grant. Which makes it very difficult to do what most of the film does, which is just simple split screens, which is not actually that um, advanced at that time. Right? Yeah. Split screens have been done since yeah, like the 1900s. Yeah, um, 
you know, they got better at it over time, and they did a lot of masking. Like, there are scenes where people were running, and, like, you know, what you do is you, you keep the one scene but just mask out them. So you can kind of see there's, like, a little box around them. Sometimes the light's not quite right. Um, but in that scene, it was really cool because they were smart on how to do it. They actually put, like, a transparent plexiglass in front of the cat, so between Cary Grant and the cat, so they're in the same frame. They're not using any special effects. They're using like a really practical solution to keep the cat away from Cary Grant because he does something that would easily startle. Yeah, yeah, because um, like he leans in and does a like, like Whoa! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> um And otherwise, like there's some really good, just like good split screens, some good croppings. Uh, I think you had read a trivia that did, there was a lot of shots where they did it actually inside a cage, but shot out so you couldn't see the bars. Yeah, like through the... Yeah. Yeah. Really smart techniques, and none of it ever felt like there were limitations. Like, for, for something that was so limited mm-hmm. in what they could do, like, you know, today you would just get a plate shot, CG the cat onto the scene. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um... And you could do it still with a real cat. Like, not necessarily yeah. have to be a CG cat, but you just would CG the cat wherever CG you want. CG the cat in. Um, but, um, but they didn't have that ability. No, so, so like, m- most of it was Nyssa the leopard. Mm-hmm. There is a scene where the cat's on a table, and, I, like, I knew it was coming, and I didn't focus when it came to see, where apparently there it, it's actually a stuffed leopard. There you go. Something about it actually being a stuffed leopard on the table. Yeah. Which is apparently the same stuffed leopard that Catherine Hepburn uh, snuck into Cary Grant's trailer because he did not like That's his up. animal co-star. So this was the second film they've been in of three, I think, right? That they were stars of. But Philadelphia's story was the last one. And maybe? Um, so... Had some chemistry. Do you but think? But like had... again, like you do things like that. Yeah. Um, the two of them double dated on the set. Oh, really? Like I mean, they they each had other significant others, but mm-hmm. like they would go out for meals together. Was, was she the night nightmare woman, or was that Audrey Hepburn? I'm not sure. I they said that um, a thing came out saying that she was a box office poison. Wow. But I don't know if that's saying, like, actually that she's a bad person or just that movies she's in are no good. Well, this one was a commercial flop, which is interesting. Well, because it came out, uh, or wait, did it actually come out the day that that news story was released? Or was it originally scheduled to? I, I, well, we would have to look it up, but I think it was the day of. Um, and they, it would cost them, like, a million dollars. They made it back, like, a million four. So, like... And yet, it made it onto the AFI's top 100. Yep. Um, I, I like it, is all of Yeah, this. no, I I'm think just... it's a solid... I, it's, it's definitely like a fluff piece movie. Like, there's not, like, something substantial to think about, to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a very effective comedy for what it's doing. Um, like, I don't really have much to really say about it else than what we have, honestly. So I guess we kind of have to talk about generally where we're going to put it. Right before we do that, can I? I, I mentioned that they double dated. Yeah, yeah I, we can I only want to say this because I think this is entertaining because the, his name popped up and I went, "Hey, why do I know that name?" Uh, guess who she was dating at the time that went um, double dating with Rock them. Hudson. No, no, uh, Rock Hudson was gay. Did you not hear that? Yeah, but you know he might not have been. He might have still been dating her. I don't know. Okay, Howard Hughes. Oh, well, that one makes sense. He dated everybody. 
He did. But so Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant were double dating with Howard Hughes and Phyllis Brooks. Well, like Catherine and Howard, Cary and Phyllis. Yeah. Uh, And apparently it says they loved working on the film so much that they frequently arrived early. And since Howard Hawks, the director, Mm -hmm. was usually late, they spent their time working out new bits of comic business. I was say, there, there also felt like there was a good amount of like improv yeah. going on. Oh, so. and then this is just my favorite anecdote on this set. I just, you mm-hmm. know, because you're going to love this. Catherine Hepburn loved to talk. Shocking. Which caused problems for Howard Hawks when he needed to shoot scenes. When she ignored the assistant director's repeated cries of quiet, Hawks just motioned the rest of the crew to stop what they were doing until she realized she was the only one talking. She asked, what's the matter? And Hawks said, you're acting a good part of a parrot, and if you're going to keep on doing it, we'll just sit here and watch you. At that, she took Hawks aside and told him not to talk to her like that, because she had a lot of friends working on the film. Hawks called to an electrician on a scaffold overhead and said, if you had a choice of dropping a lamp on Miss Hepburn or me, who would you drop it on? The man told Hawks to get out of the way, and Hepburn just went, I guess I'm wrong, and never misbehaved again. Jeez. Doesn't that sound amazing? That's, that's some drama. That is some drama. Well, she definitely, her character embodies that same attribute. Just, well, she can't stop talking. I was going to say that that might be who she is in every yeah. movie she's in. I'm not sure, though. So where is this at on your list? Uh, okay, let me look at my list. List. Um, this is currently okay. number 88. I feel like list? I feel like it's going to be in my top ten instead of my bottom ten okay. because it is worlds better than Sophie's Choice. Oh yeah! Oh, a million <laughs> miles. Um, I I like this more than Blade Runner. My soul. That's gonna put it. It's gonna put it at four. My soul. So uh, what I've got then is Six Sense, Yankee Doodle Dandy, Pulp Fiction, Bringing Up Baby, Blade Runner, Goodfellas, and Swing Time. Okay, there you go. Uh, this is also. In my top five. Oh. In fact, it has um, is exactly at number five in between The Sixth Sense and Yankee Doodle Dandy. Um, so I have still at Blade Runner number one, Pulp Fiction number two, Goodfellas number three. Um, all crime, weird crime stories at the top, I guess. Sixth yeah, Sense at four, um, Bring Up Baby at uh, five, and... Yankee at six, rounding out the last end of it there. So mm-hmm. that's Ben Hur, do the right thing. Toy Story, yes. French Connection, Swing Time, Sophie's Choice, and something at the very, very bottom. What the hell was it? Let it leave my mind. At number hundred was the Last Picture Show. Oh yeah, no, the Last Picture Show will always <laughs> we'll be. always we'll sit there confidently at the end. Um, not much else to say. It's going to be a quick episode, but it's kind of a short, fluff movie, but very enjoyable. Um, I really dug it. I didn't think I was going to at all at first, but I kind of really enjoyed the story and the comedy, and I thought that they were a great pair. Um, they were. I enjoyed them. Uh, so looking at my, when we go for the who's the best actor because they've been in the most movies, yeah. uh, none of these ones were in any of the movies we already watched. Not yet, no, but I think you're in some future did ones. I, did I mention last week when we did it that uh, Bruce Willis, who was in The Sixth Sense, was also in... Um, Pulp Fiction. So Bruce Willis uh, no, we was didn't at mention two. that. That's right. Which is just just an aside. Bruce Willis was that too. Um, state 
wise or east versus west coast wise. Mm-hmm. This was in New York and then went to Connecticut. Yep. Next week, we're going to watch 12 Angry yeah. Men. And Cary uh, Grant and Katherine Hepburn, I believe, will both be in another one of these for sure. Because okay. Philadelphia Story is number 44, okay. which I know is their is like, last one. Their last movie. Okay. Um, and so, like, that might be it, though. Uh, well, we'll we'll find out when we do it. I'm going to have to make another Word document instead of a piece of paper because this this piece of paper is going to be hard to recognize who else on it. But yeah. I'll I'll figure out a way to do this so I can give you the hard cold hard, hard facts, the, the analytics. The so the analytics. Next, next one we're okay. going further in time. Now, so I'm half excited and half afraid okay. about when we get into Twelve Angry Men because um, that movie is the epitome of nothing happens. Mm-mm. This At movie all. is just a bunch of people talking. in a jury deliberation room talking. Yep. I believe there were a couple scenes that were like a dramatization where he's mm-hmm. like, "Well, let's like let's talk out what could have happened." But it was still just them doing. But it, it. was it just. But yeah. it was just those twelve I, people. I don't remember. And it's still, I don't even think you see the person who is the subject. I don't remember if they put another person in as the kid or not. I just remember that uh, one, I think I watched this in like social studies class as a lesson on our civic duty Mm -hmm. and being like, okay, if you're ever on jury duty, like don't be an asshole. Don't do this. But also, like if... If you have a reasonable doubt and you don't think other people are giving it the thought it needs, mm-hmm. talk it through. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I've, it's been a long time. It probably was in high school since I saw it. But again, as a sucker for people in one room talking, it did well for me. So yeah. um, Henry Fonda in it in the main uh, main acting role I of the one so. guy who said no. Well, the one, the one guy who just wanted to be sure before yeah. and, and he ends was up unraveling to ruin the entire that thing. guy's life. Um, so, nineteen fifty-seven. So, you know, a good twenty-something years after the last movie we watched here, um, still black and white. I think so. Though so I think at this point it was stylistic. Okay, so it's either I was going to say it's either black and white or it's sepia tone. I don't remember because um, so as someone I was going to ask earlier is that when did. Wizard of Oz was like 38. So okay, so right? Wizard of Oz is one of the other movies on this list. Yeah, I always remember Wizard of Oz is one of the first color. movies that they did Technicolor. And um, they, I think they filmed the black and white sections in black and white mm-hmm. and the Technicolor sections in Technicolor. Which would make sense. Um, I don't believe that people had to color it in by hand, but I do believe they had to go back and do restorations coloring it in Which by hand. Which would make hand sense. Because yeah. film degrades over time, mm-hmm. and like there's no really easy, good way to store it. Um, so we'll have, we'll have to see um, how much more, I guess, black and white movies we have but when the transition jumps over. I'll be kind of curious to see. Um, because oh, so that's the analytics you're going to pay attention to. Well, not necessarily, but just I, I'm, I'm curious to see how many like prior to 1950 are in color. Because uh-huh. in my head, like I was shocked that this was black and white still because. But then again, the more I'm thinking of it, like well, there's a lot of movies in the 40s and 50s that are black and white, even though color film was made. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of weird to me. Well, I mean, um, uh, what is that type of film 
that was used for uh, the Avatar movie. Oh, like the IMAX film? Yeah, like like new technologies exist. It takes time to get out there. Yeah, that yeah. there will be a movie that uses this new technology, but it's not really adopted for a lot of other movies yeah. until it's one proven its worth. Right. Like, that's the whole, like, the jump between silent movies and talkies being mm-hmm. whether or not they could make it work. Yeah. Yeah, just because you have the tech doesn't mean it's, like, it's just viable. It's just interesting. The people want to pay money extra to see this. Yeah. Um, in the case of the Avatar stuff, I end up just not really, because the 3D movies were kind of flash in the pan. I don't know. I mean, there were some 3D movies that were pretty not great. Not there anymore. You know what's great in 3D? Hmm? Those 4D amusement park rides at Disney. That's because it's the 4D. I want... You need that extra D. I want a movie... 3D's enough. Yeah, I want a movie I can watch in my home that makes me feel the way the Terminator ride Um, makes me feel in Florida. It's called virtual reality. I want want a movie I can watch in my home... (laughs) That makes me as happy as the PhilharMagic Orchestra. Okay, so... I need piped-in cinnamon apple air, splats of water... What I'll do for you... And bubbles floating past... You put on the VR headset, I'll put on the 3D version of the PhilharMagic, I'll bake some cupcakes, and I'll sprinkle water at your face while you're watching. Would that make you happy? Yes. Okay, we'll do that. And I'll do that all for you next time <laughs> on Film Buffing Up. But for us, I think we did adieu. There's another line to that. To you and you and you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's not what you were going no. for. You were going for a piece of literature, yeah, sure. not a piece of song. Yes. Uh, Sound of Music is also on this list later. So, You're going to oh. hate it. Yes, I am. And I will hate it with all of you together. I-